Welcome to Self, where we discover what it means to be human in a society that shames us for trying to be ourselves. Within Self, we will delve into topics that make us who we are. We know that there's a lot of bullshit in the world that tells you what you are and what you are not. We're here to help you and ourselves filter through that. Come along with us as we embark on this journey of self. So welcome back to episode two, season two. We're serious about our shit this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like we're dancing, but like, no one can no see, see us. us. And I'm like, I'm going to see this. <laughs> And we have a special guest with us today. Oh, it's actually uh, my boyfriend, Keith White. Yay! <laughs> Who are you? My name is Keith White, and I am Emily's boyfriend. I'm studying to become a personal trainer. Fitness is everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm an athlete. Cool. What sports have you played or do you play? Baseball and football. You started doing MMA stuff as well, right? I just started, yeah. Very cool. So, (laughs) what inspired the topic of tonight was we just got back from dinner with a friend. With our friend, and we were talking about TV shows, and they were saying that they heard about the show Dear White People. They didn't watch the show. (laughs) They just (laughs) heard about the show. (laughs) And... I'm trying to think of how exactly they said it. What exactly they said leading up to the point. But essentially, they had just said... I didn't realize the show was about like, something like about colored people, and <laughs> Em and I. <laughs> spit, <laughs> I mean, I was against the wall, so I couldn't move back anymore. But if I could happen, we would have fallen over, and we, <laughs> we were like. I think I just kept eating my chips, and I was like, "Did he just say colored people?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to ignore like, that. And, and, I, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Colored people." And then he started laughing, and then we all started laughing, but we were, like, uncomfortably laughing, because we were, like, he just, like, colored people in, like, a space of, like, other people of color all around us. I was like, I'm going to hurt that in so intense. <laughs> and to um, this person, quickly, if you're listening, this is not to throw shade or shame you or any kind of way. Yes, it's just yeah. we deal with this often, and we think it's a good topic to address for people who may think like you and not really understand, you know, some of yes. the nuances of things. Yes. Yeah, and so, so we had we, we clarified that it's people of color is the proper term. Um, also clarify that historically, colored people is a derogatory worms. Derogatory words. Hi, said that. <laughs> Side note: Last night when I was leaving Daniela's house, she literally was like, she said, "Safe drively." I looked at her, I was like, "Safe drively," <laughs> and she. And she looked at me and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, looking like, really delicious and her face was so funny. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway, so people who are listening who may use the term colored people, um, please don't refrain from that. Cease and desist because it is not a proper term, nor will it ever be. And they had brought, they had brought up um, the, the like, argument that we always hear of, like, if you can say white people, like, why can't we say this? Mm-hmm. And Emily had calmly explained... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know how I stayed so calm, but um, I just told him that I understand why he would think that. However, the term colored people has, you know, historically been used in a derogatory way, and white people has never been used in a derogatory way. And he seemed to understand. He's yeah, he like, did. okay, I get he it, did. which so is nice. thank you, friend. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's very nice um, of him. But the word led us on this topic because we are all, three. the three of us people of color, we're all mixed. Um, I identify as black and Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Popeyes as black and white. <laughs> and Keenan and Popeyes black and white. <laughs> I like these special. <laughs> Want to be just white? <laughs> of course, our whiteness is a lot of different things. I just mine's a lot. My like, if I was just one main thing, I would for sure say that like how you do. But mine's a lot of different things. So I think same with you, right? It's like a mixture of different. I mainly things. say Polish, but really? I honestly don't even know if that's true. Yeah, his mom's last name is Pavlovsky. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that someone's name in ASI? No, it's Pavlov. Mm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> great connection. Pavlov, oh, Anna Pavlov. Pavlov. Yeah. <laughs> Pavlov, Pavlovsky. Right? Just ski at the end of it. Okay, oh yeah. So that just like kind of made us think about how, as people of color, we are often put into these spaces where um, you, you kind of feel uncomfortable or you're just made hyper aware of the fact that you oh, are yes. a non white person. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask um, because Keith lived in Colorado for a year in a very small, a lot smaller, mainly white town. Um, very small town. Very small <laughs> town. And so I guess I just want to start by asking you um, what that experience was like living in a small town. Well, it was definitely different, especially from being born and raised from Long Beach. This town is so diverse. Um, then going to a small town, at first it was kind of cool because it was different, but then slowly you started to realize like racism still is a very big thing, even though I'm not the darkest person around. People will realize you're different. Can you give us an example of one of those, when you felt like, oh, racism is still around? I mean, there's, it's everywhere. If you, like, I would walk into a grocery store and you just feel people looking at you but it's just you it's not anybody else there's nothing but white people around as soon as you do something people are paying attention people are watching then like it started to feel like weird after that but it happens all the time and it's till it got to the point where I started to get used to it because I was there for so long um, but then you just have people like your friend they'll ask weird stuff like Oh, like, why is your hair like that? Like, why is your skin like that? Or like, oh, because one day um, I got a lot of sun and I it turned straight into a tan. I didn't get burnt. And one of my managers was like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, just because you're black, you get to tan easily. Or just like little shots like that, it like singles you out, kind of. Mm-hmm. Especially in a small town, you're like, all right. Like, it didn't bother you before, or like I just got used to it, and then now someone's going to say something, it kind of triggers it, like, okay, I am different. Mm-hmm. And could be negative, but I don't know about you guys, but for me, I've always been proud of my black side. So if you, like, if anybody showed me that, okay, you are black, I kind of, like, clung on to it. And so people would do that. It kind of made me feel more, even more proud. But then also, obviously, it still does isolate you. Did you, did you ever have experiences growing up where you felt that you were different oh, yeah. spaces? Can you do <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like the first time you felt that way? The very first time, I don't know. I probably was like three, four years old. So my grandmother married a doctor from very white, very uppity. And 
I remember her, his, so basically my step-grandfather, his mom came to pick us up to go somewhere, and she walked into the house, and supposedly we're all going to go in the same car, but I remember her saying, I don't want that brown kid coming with me, so they have to drive separate. I was very young, but to me, like, I knew it was wrong, mm -hmm. but that was the first, like, significant time where I was like, okay, I'm definitely different. Because obviously I could see I was a little darker than my mom and all that side of the family, but as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I'm definitely different. What about <laughs> you, Jordan? Do you have a... Oh my god, sorry, that's... that's or should we rough. unpack that more? Cause it's pretty deep stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just roll past that. So how do you think that has stuck with you as you've gotten older? Well, it definitely... I guess it made me realize it at a young age, so I went through life already knowing that I'm different. I'm not like the majority I'm a minority now what, what, what do you think is your indicator of, uh, like, 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 like like physical perception from people what do you think is your indicator of your blackness you mean like the way I act or anything like that or in, 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 anyway like, it's like for me like I know like mine's my hair cause my hair is like like my hair my hair like my hair like it's like unique in some way like but like yeah. it's to not like anybody else's hair and so like so I've, I've always known it's different about my hair cause I never had straight hair and then when your hair, but my hair is not like really coarse tight curls yeah. so for me like like that's like my descriptive like being mixed of like my hair is a really interesting texture and shape and everything else honestly I, don't know. I think it's just everything cause I'm not the darkest person so you can't really look at my skin tone but my skin tone is different where I don't look white my face I don't look white my hair doesn't it's not straightened just like a white person but it's just the fact like to me I think it's just people white people they look at someone that doesn't look like them and automatically they think they're different in some way have you ever felt resentment towards people of non-color like, like for that moment I mean probably honestly I don't really go through life like resenting people in general but you'll notice certain things like oh if I was full white I probably would have had this or would have done this better but not really yeah. do you guys resent resent like white people yeah no no but I think but I think only because like I grew up like I grew up I I resent white spaces and white culture because um, I think that always made me feel like I never fit in, but in, but but like personally to me like 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 my mom's other family like I grew up with them it's it my, it my my mom my aunt and my cousin and then my grandfather when he was alive and so we all with it live within like twenty minutes of each other so I grew up, I grew up with them all around me so like I just like and like they never made me feel like different and that's really interesting when I think about it because I think. Like, like, like there are a lot of like people with families that make this feel different. They they never made me feel like I was different because of something. Um, they're always really supportive, and then and then my even I think I thought more on my dad's side. Um, that I felt different, but it's because um for a long time my dad didn't didn't want, didn't take me around his family a lot. 
Um, and I knew it's because the, like a lot of them had issues with my mother, um, mm. being white, like, like being white and being successful, and and then and then like equating her success to being white, which like which which is a factor in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like she really just like busted her ass to be at her level of success, and so I always felt a bit different on my dad's side of the family because they were you because know, because I like I'm super light skinned like I was always called yellow bone growing up and then I was like and then I was called team bright skin so like so like <laughs> so like like so it's, yeah but it's also weird because like black like black people know that I'm black white people don't know that it's, I'm black yeah, it's, Same. it's always like that or Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> South, South American. <laughs> I think we've all got South American, which is fine. But I think in terms of like being different in like in like a space outside of my family, um, I think I don't think it was until I honestly wasn't until college that like I really felt different. That's because like for me growing up there was such a melting pot. Like no one like 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 everyone was different and like in like those norms. Like no one felt out of place. At least, at least I felt normally felt out of place because like we all intermingled like so well, and then when I went to Oceanside, went to community college, I realized like I am so different than what like than what other people like what other people are, mm-hmm. like what they what they perceive. When was the first time that you that you realized like you realized that you were like quote unquote different? Or when did or do you resent? Oh yeah, or do you white resent? people in any form? I don't know if resent white people is the right word, but I definitely feel some type of way. Not to my family, because my family was the same how you described yours. Um, they never made me feel like I was different. They're very accepting and like, um, I don't know if people would make stupid comments. Like they knew they were stupid and and didn't like play into that. Um, but I think the same thing. Like I resent the white spaces and how they make you feel because I felt that way like in middle or actually in elementary school I think is when I first started feeling it because I feel like I've told you or one of you this story about like I don't know like I liked like the blonde haired blue eyed boy but I knew he wasn't gonna like me like this brown skinned girl he was gonna like the other blonde haired blue eyed and so like that I feel like that is my youngest memory like really knowing and understanding like that there's a difference between how I'm perceived and maybe how like I see myself in these spaces if that makes sense because I would always feel like well I am white but you don't see me as white or do you know what I mean it's just kind of like this weird back and forth thing that you feel um so I definitely do feel resentment um towards certain white people and I do in the sense of like they don't have to deal with that like our friend earlier hasn't had to deal with unless he's been in an all colored people space (laughs) he hasn't had to deal with that kind of thing um and I feel like we are constantly having to change and shift literally just based on the color of our skin let alone all the other intersections we have like put on top of that um does that answer the question it does yeah. it, uh, that's actually I found something real quick that I just remembered like it wasn't for me it was like no trying to, like people trying to be not feel included but like but like growing up like people always like people always ask if my dad was like people always ask if my dad was my actual dad they always they're like no, are you yeah. sure you weren't adopted like oh that's another one and they would still be like really that's your dad mm-hmm. that dude right there and, and, and but it was really funny because like like my, like my dad gave me such street cred and like you know like everything is the coolest person ever but they're just like he's not he can't be your father and then my parents had this friend like he swore up and down adopted like he like he then like he, he was just joking but i would like cry <laughs> i would cry i would cry and night because i knew at one point my mom couldn't my mom couldn't have kids until she had like she was like biologically she couldn't have kids with like a hormone imbalance 
before she had me. So I was like, oh my god, like I am adopted. Like my parents lied to me. Like Aww. I bought me a catalog. <laughs> like I was. See, and that's something mortified. interesting that people who have two parents of the same ethnicity, like they don't deal with that because they mm-hmm. get that like recognition where people look at you and they think that's those are your parents. But I remember that too in elementary school. They'd see my mom and they'd be like, are you adopted? Too. Yeah. And I just got that the other day with that little boy when we were, when I was babysitting. He was like, is that your real mom? And I was like, yeah, that's my real mother. Like, <laughs> came out of her badge. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, it's just interesting because from a young age, you're, you're made to like question who you are mm. on a... That's so true because I can't even remember... My grandma would have to talk to people. Like you, you know my grandma. She's talks to everybody. Mm-hmm. So everyone would be like, the "What? That's your grandson?" And like she would sit down and be like, "Okay, so my daughter." And like basically out the whole story. But <laughs> seeing her do that for years at a young age, it gets to you. Where you're like, obviously I'm different. Everyone's everyone's wondering how this person was made. Like how is they? How are they related to you? Like it's a, like it's a huge wonder. No, literally, they I act like it's this fucking like yeah wondrous thing. But I mean, when you know the history of it, then it is kind of like there is power behind it, and there is there is a lot there. It's obviously getting better now, but there just is a lot there. Um, so going, oh sorry, Jiva. I say going back, going back to Colorado because you were saying before that they 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 used to get used to it. And I feel like that's like that's that's a narrative that like people collect to go through that they have to like become complacent. And just like get used to it. So, so, so I guess my question is like, like if like, would would you have been like, like would you have changed that and be like, and like I'm not used to it. Like you should stop staring at me or you can't ask that question. Do you have any moments where you want to do that? Oh, I, I used to do it all the time. Like, people would ask stupid questions. Like, I don't know, like how, like how do you get your hair to do that? Like, I would say like you really shouldn't ask people. How to, it just is. Like, would you want me to ask, like, how do you do your hair or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you burn <laughs> in the sun? Yeah, like, <laughs> why don't you tan? You have no like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you get used to, you just get used to people saying the stupid stuff, but it was like, I always, I got used to being able to be like, all right, you don't say this or you don't say that or kind of show them how it's stupid or ignorant some people would get it but it was just the occasional people you like get on the street where you don't really see them every day mm-hmm. those are the people you kind of you can't really change them but as far as like my co-workers they all they all got it they learned yeah they learned did, did, did you feel that way did, when you went when you because you went several times mm-hmm. did, did you did you feel that way at all in at least in any spaces there yeah, I feel that way all the time. I don't know if that's just me, but I always, I'm always, I'm always aware of it. And yeah, it's definitely heightened when you go to a place like that where you might be the only person of color in the restaurant or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I even feel it here when we're in Long Beach sometimes or in California, you know, in mm-hmm. places in California. But um, I think that could be from being mixed as well. Because mm-hmm. we, I will speaking for myself, we never have like a distinctive race community yeah because we're not full white we're not full black so we didn't we don't really have that luxury of like falling back on okay I know who I am we're like obviously we know who you are but if one were to ask you okay what's your race we can't just say one thing Mm -hmm. so I feel like when we do go into a restaurant or 
grocery store or something and see like oh I wonder what they think I am no one no other race is doing that because they already know like okay he probably thinks I'm black or he probably thinks he knows I'm white where mm-hmm. I don't think the outside races realize that we deal with that question everywhere we go mm-hmm. well even like well, even like even like things like colorism and like feeling like you're a little like for, like, like, like for myself like I, like I felt like less of a black person growing up because I never felt like accepted by like accepted by the black community um because like because of how I talked and just and like strictly like literally because I was like so much lighter um yeah like I like, I like and even there are even a lot of instances still where I don't necessarily feel comfortable in black spaces I don't feel like they see me as like a, a national black person like so, like, like, have like, have you guys ever felt accepted by like by other community? So, you know, for me, it's like I found spaces and like in and like in like the Asian community, like the Latino community, as opposed to like my racial communities. Yeah, I went through. I feel like I went through all of that. Like where, I've had friends like across the spectrum, and yeah, I think to be honest, it wasn't until high school that most of my friends became predominantly black. So, like in elementary and middle school, most of my friends were uh, Hispanic, Latina, oh, and or or Asian, which mm-hmm. that's so true. That's so funny. For a long time, and then it wasn't until high school where like that completely shifted, and that also could have been because I was at a predominantly black school. But even so, I mean, I had a range of friends, but my core group of friends were all African American. So, um, but I think sorry, but I think being younger, it was because I didn't necessarily feel accepted at the time by mm-hmm. black people or white people. So yeah. I've always felt accepted from my black side um, and from the black community. Um, I think, like, my friends were white until I went to middle school, and then it kind of, like, drifted away from every other race and kind of only really hung out with the black community. And then for, um, like, my family, I felt more comfortable with my dad's side, which is the black side. Because it just felt like when I'm always around my white, my white side, it's always like, oh, you're the black kid. Where if I'm around them, it's just me. I'm not like, they would never kind of say, oh, that's the half white kid. They're just like, that's, he, he, that's a part of us. That's him. Where it felt better. So I've always kind of felt more attracted by them than any other community. And how about the people who didn't know what you were? Like, what are, the, like, what are some things that you've gotten from the people, like, besides white and black? Samoan, Puerto Rican, Mexican. Brazilian. Brazilian. Cuban. Then Cuban? Just kidding. Maybe it's Puerto Rican. <laughs> you should say that one. Well, I, 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 I always do Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Exotic is very common. Exotic is the one word where they always, oh, you just look exotic. What <laughs> are you? What are you? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, like, how does it make you feel? Because, like, people have, like, legitimate, like, curiosity when you're yeah. from somewhere different. And, and I think it's interesting, because, like, so, like, so, like, I was saying, I was, telling them, I was saying, saying earlier that when we were in Colorado, this woman at the Safeway, mm-hmm. when I was, I was at the checkout, and then she was, <laughs> like, like, she was really sweet, and I knew where she, She's just coming from, but I was like, okay. So then I was checking out, and she was like, oh my god, I just like, oh my god, like, I love your hair. It's so exotic. Like, I have no idea where you're from, but I know you're mixed with something, and it's just really beautiful, but it's just like really exotic and cool. 
And like, and I was just like, okay, we're well, a lot right now. <laughs> like, really me, like a lot of angles. And I, and I was like, and I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. And like, like I, I knew what she meant. Like, I mean, she was saying I was pretty, so I was like, okay. But truly, I was. But truly, I was like, this, like, she was just calling me exotic. And like, <laughs> like, like, like so, I'm not. Like, I'm, so why is it two prongs? I think people aren't gonna understand why. On one side, I've been flattered sometimes in those moments, and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you're exotic. What are you? But then for me, it's quickly followed by like irritation because because exoticism is rooted in that you're not from here so like so like it's like exactly what i said earlier about we never felt like one race recognized Mm -hmm. by yeah so it it is what what are you because people aren't going to be oh you're black oh you're white oh you're mexican yeah so you don't have that community that you're automatically or people masking like oh like like oh where are you from so like like when i was driving with my friend one day with Hollywood and we were at we we, we, got, we got from like underwear store and the work and the worker asked me from like where are you from and my friend was like I live in Northridge and he was like no but like where are you from and he was like <laughs> Northern California he's like no but where are you from and I'm so fine it's, it's so fine I, I try to answer are you asking where he's from because he's a different color than you are and I was like what what and and my friend was like no he's not asking that and I was like yes he is like he's asking. Where you're from? Because clearly you can't be from America. Like usually you can't be from here. So like like do you ever get like where you're from? Because I, I like I've been asked that. It's not like a lot. I've like, never like, been asked like, that. Like, sometimes they're like where you're from, and I'm like I'm from up north. And I'm like no, like, like what country? And I'm like I didn't come from a different country. Yeah, you <laughs> came from here. You can give me my social security number. <laughs> I mean, people might have been thinking that when they've asked me, but I've never had them straight up say like, "Are you yeah. from a different country?" Have you? Yeah, but it's because I played baseball. That's a whole other thing, because mm-hmm. baseball is a predominantly white sport, so I was always the black kid on the team, when, granted, I'm just the same race as them, I just happen to be half something else, but, yeah, because they always, oh, where are you from, because I played travel ball, so we played all around, basically, the United States, so mm-hmm. people would ask that, um, but I don't know if it was the regards of me being, I didn't look like the other kids, but... I took it that way because here I'm with a hundred other white kids and here I'm this half black kid where my dad there's one black dad in the stand mm-hmm. obviously they know who it's for but I never really took I don't know to those questions like where are you or what are you like it is derogatory kind of to me because you're not recognizing what I really am but then I gotta sit back and like okay from the outside view you probably don't know what it, a mixed person is so if you think about that it kind of like settles you down a little bit but it's still initially like you said obviously you follow it with irritation because initially you know what you are but obviously someone looking at you you don't they don't know. See, for me, it'll be irritating, too, though, because, um, like, you, you mentioned this before we started recording, but, like, the whole factor of, like, if you're exotic, it's pinned to, like, sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I feel like it's always also been in that context. Like, especially, like, so obviously, I get it from women, too, but, like, if it's a man, then usually... It's just kind of like you just... I don't know. You kind of get this vibe of, like, oh, you're something different. So, like, you're cool. You're unique. Like, this... You know what I mean? And so, it kind of makes you feel... I don't know. It's just a. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. Do you do you feel like you're over sexualized? Being mixed. Um. Yes and yes. 
And now, oh, you're rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> what well, well, like, truthfully, like, like, do you, like, do you feel like, like, do you think white men, like, white men see, like, I don't know where she's from, I want, like, I want to get at that. And you feel like black men do the same thing. And you feel like, I don't feel like from white men. I don't feel like white men. Um, from black men, yes. I feel like if you are mixed, somehow they, like, they, they kind of put you on a pedestal, I feel. And I'm sure women do that for men as well. But, like, in my experience, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm not making sense. But, yes, if a, if a black man found, finds out that you're mixed, then I feel like, yeah, you become sexualized. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's mixed. I have to, like, snatch her up or something like that. And I, I don't know if it's like that for everybody. It's not even always like that for me. It's just, like, even what I've seen going to Polly, it was like that so much. Like, yeah. And that's what I always had a hard time with or had a problem with, too, was, like, mixed girls were put on such a pedestal. And I never understood why. I was like, what – because she has curly hair, uh-huh. she deserves something better than... I, like, it just seems so stupid to me, this idea. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, and no, especially no, Polly, no, no, they no. created this ideal of, like, this mixed girl. And so for me, I felt like I, ne- I never fit in that category anyway, because my hair's not super curly. Like, there were all these different uh-huh. things you had to have. I never felt like I had them, even though I am mixed. So it's like uh-huh. this weird... It's just weird. But I imagine it also causes division with, like, literally with, like, with, with, like darkest and black girls as well. Oh, of course. And I dealt with that a lot, too. And I think that's why, like, a lot of girls in middle school didn't like me. I never understood why. And then that kind of continued over, like, in high school. Because, like, girls would walk, walk up to me and be like, are you black? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, okay, good. Like, they were going to get mad at me that I was, like, hanging out with black people or, like... I don't know, in their opinion, I was doing whatever I was doing that was wrong or something like that. So, yeah, it definitely does cause. Do you, do you guys feel like your hair plays a role in how people perceive you? Yes. I think that's one of the first initial things that determines you're something else. Because they can look at someone like us and, like, okay, your face, I don't know, really know what you are yet. Then they look up at your hair and, like, okay, you're definitely not white because you don't have quote unquote white people hair. So I think that's the first thing. People are like, okay, now i got to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That, <laughs> I'm sorry. Something that irritates me, too, is, like, with this person in my life, like, every person of color they see, I, it reminds them of me. And it's only with this person that will irritate me. Like, they'll be watching American Idol, and it'll be... It'll, there was this girl who was, who was mixed. <laughs> what? It'll, what? Yeah, maybe, can, It'll be this girl who's mixed, and then she'll, and then, like, we were watching the show, and she's like, oh my god, she totally reminds me of you. And it's like, it's flattering, like, that girl's pretty, or wh- whatever you're trying to say about that. But it's, what, like, I don't know why that irritates me, but it's like, why, I don't know, I gotta, like, sort through that. But it just sort of irritates me. Like, I'm not, like, don't equate me to every other black or mixed person or person of color. Like, we're, we're different. Like, do you feel really singular in that sense? <laughs> yeah, like, people, yeah. Like, like people make you the spokesperson for all like black issues. Yeah. Or like, 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 like or like you're tokenized. Yeah. In a way. I mean, like, that's what it is. You're tokenized. Yeah. And so it just irritates me. And hair does definitely play a role in that. And especially in high school, hair was a huge fucking thing. Yeah. You had to have long hair. You had to have long curly hair. Like all this other stupid stuff. So, and people judged you on that. Like, if you didn't have nice hair, you somehow, like, weren't up mm-hmm. to par or something like that. And then, because I had naturally longer hair, naturally mm-hmm. full, thick hair, then I think people thought that I was cocky or arrogant or thought I was the shit, and that was not how I felt, like, at all. So, because, well, like, 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 like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a specific moment where there's a specific person 
that when, when we go to um like like one of the um like group groups we go to on mm-hmm. Fridays and stuff, mm-hmm. so the person would oh like I don't know, every every time every like every week <laughs> will grab her hand like you have such like she like she like, she like, she like, she like, she like you have such thick hair and she'll like put her hand in it like not ass put her <laughs> hand in it and I like and I and I'll witness it and like like Emma will just become and I'll just be like she's put your hand in her hair like like she just like she that's another thing people think they can they have the authority to touch your hair oh my god it feels so cool <laughs> and imagine uh, we feel that way and we're mixed race so if you're a person of of color and your hair is like com- like noticeably different or noticeably thicker or whatever yeah. and then people do that to you or you have braids in your hair or whatever mm-hmm. then it's like really yeah black women are shamed if they if they don't have naturally long straight hair because that's what the white ideal is and at the same time you have white people who are saying crap like that to you, like, oh, is that is that your real hair? Is that whatever? Like, there's just so many beauty standards to navigate. But I feel like there was a question you didn't answer that you asked me about hair. How does hair play a role? In that? Yeah. Oh, um, well, hair played a role for me because like my mom always wanted my wanted me to keep my hair short. Like when I was curly, it was messy. Like like mm. like 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 if it was like at this height, like even I think that's when I saw her. She was like earning a haircut. Like and 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 like yeah, and like yeah, and it's like. Before I was like, I was like, I was really complacent. I was really complacent, and like I always, I always had my hair short. Like it really wasn't this past year that I really started like growing it out more, and like, and 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 the, the, the like really loving my hair because I always thought if it's short, it's nice, and like it's kept, like you know, like if it's kept and stuff, and like yeah. you know, then like, like I'll get a job if I my hair's nice or something. But like, but like, and it's because like barbers when I, when I went to like a, like a hair place, like everyone was always like, you have such great hair. Like they like they loved my hair, but. And then they 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 ask like why are you cutting like why are you like why are you cutting orange like or out, and my and my mom was always in like well isn't it like it's it's too messy it's too much to like take care of and like and like that's really sad because like what that's saying is that it's like my like my blackness is too much like mm-hmm. because like like and like truly like I I I just comb it like you know like just comb it but like and and, and like and like and like and I think that's that's I think mean, the moment where I realized I re- I guess I realized I was different growing up was like. My mom doesn't understand what to do with my hair. I mean, she'd comb it. She'd be like, your hair is so hard to comb. Like, I would just have to, like, get knots out, and I would, like, die. And so, and so the answer is, like, just, just to cut it. That way it's easy to comb and stuff. And so now, so, like, now, like, now, like, now, like, we, now, like, now, like, we argue sometimes because she'll make a comment, but I'm like, I like my hair. Or, like, like even how I like a beard and stuff. Like, 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 when, yeah. when, 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 when I look in the mirror now, like, I feel so, like, I feel so empowered to see, to see all this. Because for so long I grew up like this. This can't be here because it means that I that I like I won't be good. I won't be good enough in any type of market. Did you feel that way about your hair too? Because only recently you started growing it out. I think. Yeah, but my hair is not as black as his, but my hair is just kind of weird. It was just, but it's the same thing. You didn't really know what to do with it. You can only go to certain people to cut your hair. Because the normal barbers don't know how to cut your hair. Um, so that was another thing, being a small mm. town in Colorado. Literally had to let my hair grow out because I, I couldn't trust a single barber to cut my hair. Um, so that's another thing you got to think about. Did you always go to barbers growing up? Because, like, I went to Supercuts. Like, that thing, like, <laughs> I, I went to Supercuts because, like, it was, like, <laughs> I went to, to, like, to do it with, with my hair. Truly, truly, like, like, it wasn't until, like, my sister came into my life that she, like, like, my sister really, like, like, helped my blackness, like, really come out because I wasn't, I didn't know how to express myself in any way of, like, of being black and it's, like, we were just because they wouldn't have to do it, they just cut it all off. 
Call that a good day. Yeah, no, my dad would take me to some places, and then my mom, um, she used to take me to a couple parts, but I never really found a good one until a couple years ago. But hair is such a big part of the black community mm-hmm. as well, and it's it's not as much in the white community in mm-hmm. the same way for black people. Well, it can go back to the whole if if it's short, it's it looks good, but then if it's long, it's messy. Where white people can have their hair long, comb it a certain way, and then okay, it still looks good. Where a black person has an afro, all you need to cut it. It doesn't look good. Um, but like even that, like 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 white like white women get braids and they get box braids, or they like 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 they get tight curls and they're like and I'm like oh my like your hair is so beautiful like like it's revolution it's like, because they have the privilege to move in and out of that, but it's not fair that for the people who can't move in and out of that, you tell them it's not good enough. So for people who naturally have curly hair, oh you have to straighten it or cut it all off because it's not good enough. But they have the ability to. Kim Kardashian can go get box braids and she's cooler than ever and then she can go back to having her straight mm-hmm. white passing acceptable hair and it's all fine and it's like but it goes back to like the slave days yeah anyways <laughs> it, it really does though and our hair not being good enough and all that kind of stuff no sure you think it's soon that you say that because Dr. Higgins he always had this one thing he would say and it it, 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 it was like it was, it was like relating to your color and like so it was like relationship, and then like and then like and like your like your relation to the ship, of like the, it was, oh. it was super dope. He said like he would always. You don't have to say any more. That in itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, everything we're saying relates back. It truly does. Mm-hmm. It truly does. So okay. So then, how 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 do you feel empowered being, being being a person of color and being mixed? Because I, I think I think the, I think those are two different constructs being a person of color and being a mixed person of color. Like, how do you feel empowered in spaces? Um, so I, I feel empowered in spaces even, like, with our friend earlier today. When they make that comment and you have a chance to teach them something different. Um, but it's kind of like, I don't know if it was you who had a shirt or someone else, or I don't know maybe it's the saying, but it's like, my existence is persistent. So it's like just being there. So, like, even in these situations, like, at work recently with, what? Oh, sorry, no, because like, the, the, that's what that Dungeon says as well. He he he, he says he says oh my, God, he said, my existence is resistance. Yeah, or that might be the Black Lives Matter so movement. Dope. I don't know, but it really is. Like we may not realize it, but us just like moving through these spaces, going to work or going to the gym or like doing playing a sport, like you're constantly just like being in people's faces and they can't just ignore it. And even me, like in workspaces, even if I feel uncomfortable, but it's like. I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color, I'm here, I'm doing it, I'm doing what you're doing, and I'm working hard. Like, do you know what I mean? So, I guess it's in those spaces that I feel empowered. Um, But I also feel empowered when I'm, like, with black people. (laughs) So when I'm with people of color, and I feel like part of that community, I feel really empowered. Um, What about you? I think, I think I feel empowered, like, 90%, 95% of the time now, when it comes to being in spaces. Because I I mean like because like on top like top of being mixed like I always remember white so like that and then then like being gay like I've always like there's, there's, there's always been something different with me like or like something wrong um, like by like by, by like social conventions so now like I I, I always feel empowered because I think like we're in such a time where like 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 the differences make who the person is and I think that's like it's like it's such a like fascinating thing about people is that we are different. And usually, yes, yeah, like I see opportunities to educate people, 
Um, like, you know, like, like I, I find funny, like, I, like, it sounds horrible, like, I love calling out microaggressions. I love when someone says something stupid, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. that's funny. Let me teach you real <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, 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 just, like, drop some knowledge for a hot second. Because, truly, like, people think it's okay to dissociate others, and, and I think it's funny because, like, because, truly, like, 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 we're taught that. Uh, children like to, to dissociate to like point out how someone's different mm-hmm. and like and then like make it feel bad about it when it's really like being different is such it's such a it's such like a powerful tool like being like being a w- w- woman of color is such a powerful tool being a woman's a powerful tool being a man of color is a powerful tool like 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 being different from what is a singular norm i think it's it's so amazing so like i feel like i always feel empowered i think there are a lot of spaces where i feel uncomfortable if anything i think it's it's when it's like gay white spaces that feel uncomfortable because then because then it's just like entitlement everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the, the well actually like all white white male spaces I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> white female spaces I don't feel always uncomfortable. Because I think there's a bit of an understanding of a struggle there, um, but then like this whole idea of like white feminism versus like versus, like actual <laughs> feminism and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I then like white male spaces versus sexuality I'm always like oh my god. And that's probably where I, I feel empowered internally, but outwardly, I feel, I do feel comfortable, because it's like, if I say something, it's me, it's like me against them, and it's like me against the world at that point, mm-hmm. if there's like a physical whole like slew with them, it's, it's so, so, so yeah, so I just said 90% that I feel empowered, it's the 5%, I'm like, I don't know, like, and, 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 and like, am I safe to say something as well, like, even when I'm around, like, like, really hyper-masculine people, like, I'm like, am, am I safe to speak, am I safe to, like, express myself? A different way. Honestly, I don't really know. Like, I've always been super proud of being mixed or half black. I've always wanted to be full black. And that's from a very, very young age. So, like, I've always made it known that's what I am. So, I don't... I guess it's just a part of me of being empowered for, by being a person of color because I've gone through life like look this is me I'm not hiding it so I don't really know <laughs> how do you express your, oh sorry no go ahead I was just um, I, I, I know I asked like how do you think people perceive your blackness but like how, like, how do you express your blackness that's my <laughs> um I guess it's the quote unquote like cultural like I guess I dress black I act black I listen to hip hop I don't <laughs> all the stereotypes it's just the stereotypes well <laughs> <laughs> but, but like but like 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 consume black culture I'm going back to nigger real quick like, oh like it ugh, well okay okay so like so like does that word empower you no no because I I, I personally didn't grow up saying it and hearing people say it I grew up in a white household um and so no it it doesn't I mean I like the fact that I can say it if I want to so in certain spaces if I feel like have a way saying it it, to me it doesn't feel natural not not because I don't feel black it just I don't say it often I'll say it sometimes like to be funnier in the whatever in the moment Mm -hmm. um but yeah just I just don't say it often 
No. Well, I mean, I'd say it occasionally, but I, I'm starting to get to the point where I wish no one would say it, not even black culture. Because mm-hmm. it is a negative term if you want to say it with an A or if you want to say it with the ER. No matter what, it's coming from a negative space. Like, I know we're at a place where it's, it's like a term of endearment kind of thing, but if you really look into it, it's a negative word through and through. So I'm trying to get to the point where I, I don't want to say it, and I kind of don't want anybody else to say it, regardless of color. Um, I think I think I think it's what I, I, I think it's what you're saying, cause like cause like like, like I I see it in the opposite space. Like I think ER is vastly different from saying nothing with an atheist. I think it's yeah. more so of like, and like actually like I see it as like a reclamation, of the word. But then again, like like I see it the same way with like, like like the, like the way I use that. Or like like how like how like how a lot of women like reclaim bitch or slut, you know, like oh yeah like like I I see it as as as, as like as a reclamation of like we're taking the power out of that word and what it means to 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 us and and and, 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 and like like we we use it for we use it for ourselves so like I know that's not like I use it all the time in my family when it comes to like my siblings like we use it a lot they use it dr- dramatically. And there and, and, and to me and like to me like there are times where I feel but like when 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 I'm in like black places outside my family I don't use it most of the time because I worry of like confrontation of someone saying like can you like like why are you saying that like can you say that because yeah. you're white and then and then it's like but I'm not and like mm-hmm. I'm like and, like, and, and like I grew like I grew up with everyone saying that as well. It really frustrates me when people who are not black say it. Yes. Me too. See, what mainly bugs me about people accepting or taking taking things from the black culture or community is they're soon to, like, put down or disassociate from the black community. Mm. When their whole life revolves around black community, all of a sudden people want to say something about black people. Oh, yeah, like, F them. Or they're quick to disassociate, but everything that they do in their life is in some way and somehow shaped by black culture shaped by black no, culture yeah, yeah that, that's so true that frustrates me a lot because I think like don't like don't consume us and then but not even try to understand like what our struggle is like yeah yeah. Because, like I said earlier, they can disassociate from that. Like, we don't have the option to disassociate from the fact that our fathers are black or like that we are black and that that's part of our history and part of our culture. They do. I'm not saying that their struggle is any less or any different, but it's just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to walk into a space and claim that story as my own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by people saying that word who aren't black, they're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And that to me is not right. You can understand where we're coming from, but that, that's not your word to reclaim. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I, I think, so, I think it's really amazing being mixed because I think it gives you power on both sides. And like, yeah, and, it does. And like, and it, 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 it makes you understand both sides as well. Like as much as both sides are trying to make us feel like we don't fit, like we also can we also have like a really deeper understanding of like of like like where each side comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I like I really appreciate that. Like 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 being set into space for like as much as as much obstacles that I face, I also am more equipped to handle different situations. And I you know, yeah. you know, like I know how to talk the white talk, I know how to like be down as well. I I think it's a really like dope thing. I agree. Yeah, I would too.
So Jordan. <laughs> so what? Does that sound like we're reading a poem about <laughs> 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 I'm black and I'm proud. Thanks, Keith, for being on our show. Oh, yes. I mean, yes, Keith, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me on your show. We will have you again. We will. You really can't escape us because I will. <laughs> you run away, so. <laughs> <laughs> I lock the door. <laughs> Why should people listen to the self podcast? Because these are two wonderful mixed children <laughs> that know what they're talking children. about. <laughs> children? Be children? If you want to be entertained, please keep watching. Thank you for listening to the self podcast. We appreciate you and we're so honored to have you with us on this journey of exploration. Join us next week as we take another step on this road to discovery. I'm Jordan Daniels, and I'm Emily Ayers, and And this this is is the Self Podcast. Podcast.